0: Welcome to Sustain This, a podcast where we discuss mindful consumption, personal style, and the quest for living a more intentional life. I'm Alyssa, a sustainable stylist. And I'm Christina, a shopaholic turned minimalist-ish. And I'm Sina, a color consultant and slow fashion style coach. Together, we will unpack the nuances of what it really means to be a conscious consumer and find more joy in what we have right now. So grab your tea your coffee or whatever floats your boat and join us in the conversation. Let's go. Yay. Yay. Yay! I'm so excited about today's topic. Worst purchases and style mistakes. So we can get a little bit personal. I think everyone has made a purchase that maybe they weren't too happy with. Maybe we regretted it. We have buyer's remorse. And style mistakes. This is a fun one. Like if you've ever looked back on photos of yourself and you thought, what was I thinking? I think... (laughs) Right? Like, I think this could be all of my such a good all of Yeah, you did a video recently on that, Christina. So everyone, I'm gonna we should put that in the show notes so that everyone can watch. I think it's fantastic. But I also think style mistakes, like, look, like maybe there's no such thing as a style mistake. Maybe it's a style lesson. You know, like it's mm-hmm. just fashion. But mm-hmm. I'm so I can't wait to get into I would like I would love to know what your worst purchases were what were your style mistakes tell me all about them when did you make them what did they look like what did you learn
1: so <laughs> cena i think sorry this is a great um uh, a great extension of our conversation about de-influencing so what i'm going to say is we're not going to tell you to buy this not that we're just going to share mm. what didn't work for us why and what we learned from that purchase
0: mm. yes Yes, that's a really great point, 100%. More focus on style. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. what we learned, yeah. I love that you, the way you put it, Alyssa, that it's
2: more like not a style mistake, it's more a lesson to be learned. Because it's not like I'm looking back at my 20s, like even though I'm like, now, okay, I wouldn't ever wear that, or I can't believe I did my makeup that way. Um, It's like but I did at the time and I felt great. So it's just as much, you know, evolution and just getting older. Uh, but you know, I do have a few things that immediately comes to mind that were from like recent years. Ooh. Um, I think one thing I mentioned in a previous episode, like was might have been my Chanel bag, like my vintage Chanel,
1: mm, yes.
2: which I don't regret the purchase because I've you know, that bag was so special to me. Even it was, you know, it was expensive and it was in really, really bad condition. But I love that bag. It was, it, it made me feel so special when I wore it. But it just mm. struck me at some point, especially after becoming a mom, moving back to the place that we live now, like a, you know, tiny suburb that it just doesn't merge, like it doesn't feel mergeable with my current lifestyle. And it just mm-hmm. felt too costumey every time I wore that bag, like that CC logo and re- being really flashy. And like, I felt kind of stupid and silly when I wore the bag at some point, um, which I know like it's it's not. Again, I love that bag. And if you have a similar bag, then, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's great. But it just for me and like my style persona and my style words and also the lifestyle that I have now it was just not a good match like it felt too customy um so I think that's definitely one like purchase that I didn't I don't regret it but it's definitely a lesson that I learned within the, the the past few years um that and then um especially since getting into color analysis um you know that there are other options than black like mm. All my entire wardrobe used to be <laughs> black, and black used to always be the first choice. Um, until it resulted in me like being okay. Well, now everything is black, and now I'm getting bored. So what You're do I
1: do? Yeah, yeah.
2: So I think that's probably like within the, the the recent more recent years, like within the past couple of years, that's probably some of the biggest lessons i've I've learned. Yeah.
1: Mm. How about you guys, Christina? <laughs> let me go get it one second
0: <laughs> oh we get a show and tell yeah. I love this perfect I'm gonna say <laughs> while Christina's going to get her thing for me it's uh like any worst purchases any random vintage items that made absolutely no sense for my life like there were some oh, purchases yeah, I that I made like right like yeah I remember this one thing I don't even know what it was I was at like this vintage market and it was like this beaded sheer collar like when would I ever wear this but it was just so beautiful that I was like this is a work of art yeah. and I feel uh, like so, yeah. especially when you
2: do like vintage shopping or secondhand shopping oh. that's sometimes you'll make an excuse to yourself like well it's a one of a kind or what if it's gone tomorrow or like some of the worst purchases i've made also when i look through my old content like stuff i'm not wearing anymore that i got rid of a long time ago where i was like yeah but why you know it the the material is really bad or the fit is really Mm. off like why did i even buy it. But I think if it, it was in the quest for being as sustainable as I possibly could be. Yes. And then you kind of forget the other important factors. I feel like that's another really important style lesson that I've I've definitely learned too, like over the years.
0: Great point. Yeah. Great point. Okay, Christina. Christina, you're back. Uh, <laughs> yes, we're us. back. I had to turn
1: the camera off because my garbage can is right here. Like the aesthetic background oh. is not quite. <laughs> Sorry guys. Um so I would say most of my worst purchases I mean, we can go back into the twenty tens and all of that, you know, with the Aztec print and the owl necklaces and the infinity oh, scarves yeah. and I was obsessed too with um skinny jeans, but like remember the colorful skinny jeans? Like everybody had mm. like the all like I had all colours. Okay, believe it or not, I wore color in my twenties, mm. I guess. In my in, in the olden days, but uh I had a pair of skinny jeans literally in every color. I had like yellow, I had mint, I had red. I'm oh, like, I don't know what I was mint thinking anyways.
2: <laughs> I had a pair of mint green jeans as well. Yeah, yeah. Blue. <laughs> <Just> <laughs>
1: like, yeah, I look back and I'm just like, okay, no shade. If you like them, if you still own them, wear them, like rock, rock your skinny jeans. But I'm just like, yeah. what? <laughs> um, but I'll say most of my worst purchases that I can think back on now are Um, it's not that the thing is not beautiful or not even, not even not my style. It's the mindset that I was in and the decision making that I went through, um, as I made the purchase, because a lot of these things I bought, like, uh, in the throes of my compulsive shopping and my emotional spending. And, um, a lot of these like take me back to that that dissonance that I felt like a lot of the, these things that I bought I knew I probably shouldn't be buying them like that money could be better spent or I was like you know in huge student debt and always worried about money but I continued to buy these things um just because like I, I still don't even know why like I don't know if I was seeking Cause I would like fixate on the item and like, I just like could not get it out of my head until Mm -hmm. I made the purchase. And then like, I would move on to the next thing and do it all over again. And um, before I started like my debt-free journey and really committed to getting out of debt in 2019, I started to really upgrade um, the things that I was buying. So they, you know, they had to be Gucci or they had to be YSL like this jacket. So this is, um, it's beautiful it's a Saint Laurent smoking jacket I did a video um, about the worst purchases I made in my 20s so I talk about this in that video we can leave a link in the show notes but like hello of course this is my style it's a moto jacket it's mm-hmm. cool it's edgy it's amazing but and it's second hand by the way okay oh, <laughs> so, even better <laughs> yeah. hmm So like all sustainable purchase, all that stuff, you know, Mm -hmm. checkmark, checkmark, checkmark. We got it. But I can tell you what I was going through when I was buying this coat in my head, like up until the point that I was even like meeting the girl to buy it. I was just like, I'm walking in downtown Toronto to meet her. And I'm like, you shouldn't be doing this. You shouldn't be doing this. Like, why are you doing this? And then I meet up with her, give her the money and I'm walking away with a jacket and I'm literally like carrying it in the bag over my arm. And I'm just like, what the F did you just do? Why? Like, so it's just all this like conscious moments of self-sabotage that I really remember. And like, I don't feel like, I still love the jacket and I don't feel like Yucky when I wear it, except that that logo on the back I feel is a little bit obnoxious. Like, so I don't know if like I don't know if I'm going to sell this jacket or if there's like a way I can get that logo off because I just think it's a little like obnoxious for it to say like Saint Laurent and then have like a smoking mouth on it. I don't I don't know why. I'm just kind of just like I I don't know. <laughs> um, there's a little bit of something there to it because I feel like Cena. You talked about how like the <clears> Chanel bag doesn't like it's not for me but I think part of that is like I always struggle sometimes with like other people can have this other people can wear Saint Laurent other people can wear Chanel but I can't mm. like there's always like not this isn't for me kind of feeling and I think I do also experience that with with this jacket a little bit like it's too like I'm not I like I feel like it's not for me yet mm. to but you to feel be
2: disconnected to that type of
1: yeah or it's almost like a level of like I don't know if it's like a level of deserving that I don't that I feel like I don't have yet I think we talked about Mm. this in another episode Mm -hmm.
2: um so more like like, uh why shouldn't I be able to wear
1: yeah like I but I don't I don't feel like I'm there yet like I feel like I shouldn't be wearing high-end brands or something um Mm like other people can wear it but not me I feel I feel that a little bit with this so Mm. I I think that's why it's a little bit it's a little bit hard for me to wear this a lot of the time
0: was it because you you talked about the whole like feeling of deserving I think that was from our fantasy self episode if I remember correctly I wonder was was this a fantasy self-purchase a little oh yeah Or what yeah. yeah totally
1: just like you know, the cool edgy, like it was a way to level up the cool girl in my, in my mind. Um, Mm. and I would say like, in terms of my aesthetic, especially at the time, like, like, oh, I'm such a Saint Laurent girl. But again, at the time, like I was like 85, $90,000 in debt. I was constantly worried about money. I, um, you know, like drove a car from 2007 that was breaking down all the time. Like why, you know what I mean? I had no emergency fund. So, I mean, and like, and those are all the logical things, but I think it's like, this is why shopping and compulsive shopping is difficult because it is so emotional. Mm -hmm. Like we know what we should do. We know what the, like, we know what the right thing is to do. Um, But there's just something that that you push against. So these are, it was just one of the, one of the stepping stones for me to just like change, I guess change my life in a lot of ways.
0: Yeah. I wonder if you can start seeing your, that, that jacket as like the pivotal moment and you can start loving it. Like, I'm wondering, do you think, do you think you will ever be able to decouple your association with like, that was like, you know like do you think you'll be able to kind of decouple those emotions from it and just wear it because you feel great in it and you love it
1: yeah I think out? I'm I'm definitely starting to do that now I guess my only cool. thing is like the smoking thing on the back yeah <laughs> I just, that's just like I'm yeah. kind of like like I'm a pharmacist and like I've worked with like you're so cool it's a little bit practical like I work with like oncology patients and like patients yeah. that have lung cancer right. and stuff and I'm like why right. am I wearing this you know so I, like that's where right. my mind yeah, goes yeah. with it and okay so mm-hmm. I'm kind of just like yeah I don't know so oh, yeah. that's the only thing if I could like make it plain somehow then I feel like yeah. I would wear it okay. a lot more
2: so that was those were like specific items like Alyssa you mentioned the beaded piece mm-hmm. that you bought at like a vintage Random market. Collar. yeah <laughs> and Christina you have the, the biker jacket as a great example do you have any like just like general style lessons that you've learned within like even like within the last 10 years or even without within just like the the, the past couple of years like something you've learned about yourself and your style um that you like to share
0: yeah my biggest style lesson was like often my worst purchases were made because they didn't suit my lifestyle. Like I never took that into consideration. Like what is my day to day? But also I think a lot of them were comparison and based on comparison and not so much on the internet, but, um, from people around me when I was still figuring out, who I was, who I am, and like just owning the fact that I like very basic and functional pieces. Um, So it was the, you know, not comparing was a huge one and just owning who you are and being happy with, like every time you come home with something that you bought because someone else was wearing it or it looked good, I, I always failed to appreciate my own essence and how I would look in that piece like I always Mm. just skipped over that part and when you compare yourself to anyone I think it's very easy to forget about yourself and just be like well this looks good on this person so it's it's gonna look good on me it's gonna I want to be like that person so um and I think yeah you kind of it sucks to forget about yourself in that way um So, and then I remember I finally, it finally clicked when I was at a market in Italy and there was this beautiful embroidered dress and it was white and it had all this colorful embroidery. And I remember trying it on and it's like, I I wanted to be like all the other like beautiful Italian women. And then I tried it on. I was like, no, like, this does not, this is not me. And it's (laughs) like, yeah, it's beautiful on it. It fit my body. It flattered quote unquote, which we've talked about before, but it did not align with like the essence of who I was. And I Mm. think understanding who you are without clothing. Like if you have to strip yourself down entirely like naked, like just you, what, what, what does that look like? And and sorry, maybe this is getting a little too deep. No, but the, that's the comparison, you know, like I just feel like when you, when you figure out that, um, then you kind of stop comparing. Or at least when you do compare yourself to someone else or someone else's style, you can start being like, oh, wait. But like, yes, love that for her. But it's mm-hmm. just not going to do it for me. I know it's not. Or
1: and try it on and then you
0: realize yeah mm. and, and yeah. like
1: that's not coming from like a place of like self-loathing or like low self-esteem like you know no. it's more no, it's, it's the opposite it's, yes exactly mm. it's from a place of confidence and that like take it or leave it i can take mm. it or i can leave it um, mindset which i think is so like so powerful mm. Mm. so hard so hard to get to it's what a, helped so you hard to what helped to you, to. you find that Oh,
0: that's a great question. A lot of journaling, a lot of daily gratitude. <laughs> I love it. The list is our gratitude queen. Daily gratitude. Um and also um also to be honest, uh starting the channel and working with other clients cuz I started to realize like I would see how they would feel and like cuz I always ask people okay what was your mindset when you bought this like what were you thinking when you bought this and a lot of times it was like well I saw it on so and so or I saw it here and then I was like oh but like you're such an amazing so I get to spend time being like but you're such an amazing person with this quality and this quality mm-hmm. and this quality and I think the the physicality of that piece doesn't bring that stuff out you know so it was a lot of I, I guess the nature of my work also really helped because I was seeing mm. it in other people. And then I was like, wait a minute, Alyssa, like you, you do this too. Like have a look. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I have to shout out my, my uh, a friend, honestly, it was, it's been a friend who's like, um, I don't know, she's working towards becoming a psychotherapist, but she is life changing. We've, we have conversations. I can I don't know if she'll want me to shout her out, but this woman is, is I would say, life-changing in terms of the questions Amazing. she kind of forces you to ask yourself and how to look deeper and how to be like, you know. I, I mm-hmm, think the huge. more pragmatic we feel about our clothing, like clothing is so emotional, but sometimes I feel like when I, when I was able to disassociate clothing from my emotions, that's when that's when it it became a lot easier to be like not for me <laughs> what about <laughs> you both like cino you know, what was your like biggest lesson was it the the feeling like being costumey when you were out of alignment mm, i
2: think like where the biggest shift in like my mindset especially like settling with my style and ultimately settling with myself and like who i want to be was when i made the shift from working as a designer until realizing that no it's not for me um i think a lot of things happened in that period like and in my mind uh you know just realizing you know i don't know breaking up with having to Follow trends, like especially if you work in the industry, I think you feel pressured. Like, even if you don't, like everyone can kind of feel pressured by having to follow certain trends. But I think, especially if you work in the industry and you're surrounded by stylish people and fashionable people who all love fashion and style, and you can definitely feel that pressure. And I, it, it, it just like, I just realized that it wasn't for me. Like, no, this is not who I want to be. Like, I it, I, I don't resonate with that. I don't, I feel disconnected to that way of consuming and that way of expressing myself. It, I just realized that it wasn't for me. I think that saying goodbye to that position and that kind of job and that, that side of the industry is definitely like where the biggest shift in my mind happened. And it kind of trickled down into the way that I dress today and the way that I shop and the way that I express myself. So it was so it was so much more than, you know, decluttering my wardrobe and and deciding that I'm not going to just consume and buy things to be on trend anymore. It ultimately became a no, I don't want this job. That's not who I am. I want to do something completely different. I think that was probably like the biggest lesson learned for me like that was what allowed me to step into the to more like conscious and mindful way of enjoying style and self-expression self-expressing and like fashion generally
1: i'm hearing a lot of like self-ownership and like both of your answers like you're both like there's just like a lot of confidence and decisiveness in that uh mm which can be very difficult to do right like making a decision and sticking to it and and owning that for you is like yeah because I remember
2: like in the beginning when I told people like I told obviously told people on my old job that well yeah I do this I have a YouTube channel I document this approach of like style and fashion and like sometimes that people would be like yeah but you always wear the same like you can't can you like you wear the same what do you have to contribute with like do you want to be a fashion blogger? You always wear the same. And I I think like a part of me became a little bit rebellious and like, Mm. of course you can. Like, Mm -hmm. why not?
1: Yep. Totally agree. And i have like, I think we've we've talked about this. We've said this like a few times. Like for me, I love following like outfit repeaters on Mm -hmm. like those are like the highest in terms of style inspiration. That's who I like. That's who I get most inspiration from. Not these different look every time cannot be photographed in the same outfit twice um mm-hmm. i love the familiarity and the sense of self and confidence that you see in 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 a creator because a lot of them like a lot of you know a lot of people that we follow are creators are uh fashion influencers that type of thing and it's like like there's a few that come to mind like um i don't know if you guys follow like amelie moose Mous- i think or the this, mm-hmm. this I think it's Cecilia and Amelie Muscard. I think they're um they're like these beautiful models, influencers, but like literally they wear like the same outfit over and over and over again on their feed. And it's not just like taking the same photo on the same day and recycling mm-hmm. that content. It's like that it's their style formula. It's like it's 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 who they are and like how, I don't know. I think that to me is just so alluring and um, aspirational in itself. But I would say that's one of the biggest lessons that I learned is that like you'll find your style by wearing your clothes,
0: Mm. not
1: necessarily in shopping from them. Mm. So it's like, you know, you you always like, and I'll say like, you know, shopping is involved in building and developing your style Mm. and, um, You know, there's always that element to it. But what I really mean by that is like when I was constantly, constantly, constantly like buying new clothes, chasing trends, you know, at H&M every other weekend for something to do, which is like where, you know, you're going to see the trends out there immediately kind of thing. Um, That's when you really like, you don't see the person, you just see the trend on them. You don't see... Mm -hmm the outfit you see like the store that kind of thing so Mm. I just found when I was like decluttering my closet and like really figuring out what it was I liked and just got rid of everything that was in the way then everything that I everything that remained was what I had to work with and that's where I really like pinned down that like I like jeans t-shirt and a blazer or like I like a formula like this um So now when I shop today, which I do shop and I do add to my wardrobe, it's like now I can add things that complement that initial base style and like it can evolve and, you know, I'm adding things like shoulder pads and different textures Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. But it all like sort of culminates back to that core formula that I had to discover first and like really figure out what my
0: uniform was and what I felt best in. Mm. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that was really beautiful. And you're really leaning into your uniform, like you can tell too, like how how yeah. it's you kind of stick to the core formula, but injecting all the different like some different shapes and even color. Mm-hmm. I think it's. Uh, but mm. yeah, I love how yeah. you say start with start with what you have. That's so insightful. Mm. Yeah. Because it really can goes you back, both like... look? Oh, go ahead.
1: Oh, I was just like, I think no, yeah. one thing Cena says a lot is like, even if you don't care about style and you don't care about getting dressed, like you still get dressed, like you still have a style in there. So mm-hmm. and, and that's why I think like I get a lot of questions um, when doing these types of declutters, like how to build your capsule wardrobe without shopping and by decluttering your mm-hmm. closet first uh I get a lot of questions of like well what if my whole pile like what if my whole wardrobe is a hell no like what if I hate my whole wardrobe but Mm. it's like yeah but you still get dressed every day and I also think that if you hate everything in your wardrobe there's something so much deeper Mm. that needs to be unpacked there so Mm. it's like it's still I would still encourage those if you experience that to just like experiment still with what you have because you still bought it for a reason. Um, And just like play around with that. Play around with shopping your own closet for a little bit, whether it be like a month, Mm. two months, and then see what comes out of that. And I think track it too. Um, Mm. I do have a temp, shameless plug. I have a notion template that you guys can download for free um, that helps you. So where you can track your outfits every day and really just break down methodically what, those pieces are. And you can sort of discover your style of uniform by tracking it for that amount of time. Mm. And that's still shopping your own closet, taking selfies, relying on Polaroids, not on mirrors, and just really <laughs> sort of breaking okay. down like what those elements are.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's amazing. We'll link to that in the show notes. I think that'll be so helpful. Mm. I feel like um, something else, like
2: if we wanna like circle back to shopping, Because obviously Mm -hmm. we talk a lot about using what we have, but something else that I learned, kind of kind of similar to what we talked about earlier, like not getting it like carried away because it's a bargain or it's a vintage Mm -hmm. one of a kind item. I feel like that's definitely like one of the, like the other biggest lessons I've learned since stepping into wanting to be a more intentional consumer and a more mindful consumer. I think something that, and I think that's generally for the slow fashion community and, and people who have, like, been trying to make more sustainable fashion choices for a long time. I feel like it's more, and, you know, we talked about this in the very beginning, that it's more this mindset. So, mm-hmm. you know, it almost, it becomes less important where you got that item from, as long as it's something that you know you're going to be wearing and rewearing over and over again. I think that's definitely where I've seen, like, mm-hmm. the biggest shift in my mindset since making the decision that I wanted to be more sustainable in my fashion choices. Mm -hmm. Besides, of course, using what I have and like utilizing that. But I think in terms of shopping, I think it's it's become a lot more important that I buy the right thing rather than it has to be secondhand or it has to be, Mm. you know, it has to check all of those boxes. Like because I know deep down that, you know, if I'm going to be wearing this for – five years or more it has to be right it has to be the right fit and it has to be
1: my style like yeah. it's, that's the mm-hmm. most important thing so is this like a don't settle don't yeah. settle for like less and I would say I would tie that in one of my one of my other lessons would be like not to buy it just because it's on sale mm. yeah that's always so yeah. it's always like such a tempting I feel like that's when you can really run away with like, oh, well, we're here. Like, this is such a good deal. Mm-hmm. And it's like more about the bargain than it is the actual piece. Um, yeah. Yeah, definitely had my share of those in the past. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Me too. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think we're wired, right? We're wired mm-hmm. to justify and to want something that feels like a deal. Yeah. Can you both look back on photos from yourself wearing things that you wouldn't wear now with with humor and yes. being like, oh, <laughs> or are Definitely you like, okay, great, <laughs> great? Oh
1: my gosh, twenty ten me, man. I had I used to have two nose rings and I had a membrane oh, piercing here.
0: You are so cool. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I had both of you
0: are so cool. Oh, right here, yeah, yeah, yeah. The- yeah, I had the ring
1: in my lip. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, 2010, <laughs>
1: so edgy. You so cool. Oh. Do you remember like the uh, chunky highlights, like the big, thick, like?
2: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like
1: I had all that. It was like purple and like blonde. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I loved Sorry. and like the checkered scarves and the v- okay vests. 2010 me loved vests, and now I am mm. back on the vest train. So maybe some things don't necessarily change. Yeah, when it comes to style. Yeah, yeah. It's just yeah. like a silhouette and like
0: <laughs> you knew you liked it then. You were on to something. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh my god, it's yeah. too funny. What about you? Did you laugh at yourself and yeah. you just like, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, cringe.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, I think I, I yeah, I laugh at myself for sure. Do you there have, you have any do you guys have
1: any pieces from like way back when that you still have? Like from from your early 20s and yeah.
0: Oh, fully. Yeah, a lot like of what? My closet is Well, I have that bustier that's from high school. I have, um, I have, I'm trying to think from my early 20s. Oh, maybe not. It's funny. It's more from like older than that. It's more from when I was like in my late teens. Like I have this suit. Yeah. I have a suit from, this. it was made in Canada. It was so expensive. I was 16 or 17. So I have the pants still. I let go of the jacket. Um I have some I think a lot of trousers it seems. A lot of a lot of like cool trousers which wow. it's, I li- I like this, separates.
1: Do you find that, I know you some... do. Yes. Do you find that the silhouette still holds up?
0: Yeah. Yeah, nice. so sometimes I noticed like I actually put on a pair of trousers the other day that are about 12 13 years old and I the hem was like kind of off but I I just wore a gray shoe and I didn't really care, but nice. <laughs> I was like, who cares? <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> do you, do you guys have some pieces from, from another have, era?
2: I don't have many, but I have a bag, like a black shopper bag, which is, I think it's probably around, it has to be around 13 oh. years old now. Oh, and crazy. it's actually funny because it, it marks the first time around I actually got interested in, buying less and better I had like Mm -hmm. different periods when I studied fashion design I I feel like I entered the first like that's where I got curious about that whole thing like okay you can actually buy like basics and then keep those for a really long time Mm. what what might they look like um and that's about the time I I bought that like black shopper bag um so I still have that and yeah it kind of marks when I that like the first time I got interested in like lasting more sustainable style Mm. um and then, yeah, kind of got away from that mindset and then I got back to it and yeah. But I don't have a lot of things. Like I have a pair of uh, low, uh, what do you say? Like low cut Converse sneakers, which are probably mm. also like 12 years old, but I use oh, those wow. now for like gardening and painting and stuff because yeah. they're just really worn out.
1: <laughs> um, nice. Yeah. Yeah, I, def- I don't, I got very declutter happy. I mean, we also like, um, like when I went to school, when I went to pharmacy school, I had, I basically moved like every four months. So Ugh. just a lot of that stuff, just n- I never ended up keeping. Um, but I do have like a really old, like vintage Levi denim jacket that I thrifted in Kensington Market like 15 years ago now, and a pair of cowboy boots that are probably about the same age that I also nice. thrifted in Kensington. Um, nice that I'm kind of like, now that we're moving, uh, I'm like, oh, do I have space for this? Or like, mm. is this gonna be in storage? But um, yeah, so, but yeah, not not, uh, not a lot of stuff. But I mean, at the time too, it's also like I was just buying like, most of my purchases were like fast fashion and very in and out. And I I didn't have mm. a, like, I think it was very easy for me to just buy something new and then get rid of it when I didn't want it anymore and then Mm -hmm. you know and then keep that cycle going yeah Mm -hmm. yeah I was in the
2: same kind of mindset. I like a lot of the like I have a lot of clothes that are like five years or six years old Mm -hmm. and it's Mm -hmm. because it that is like where I ultimately like chose to commit to slow fashion yeah um Mm -hmm. so it's funny because I have people in like the community who will think it's it's kind of funny when I say yeah this item is super old because it's five years old or it's six years old and they're like okay well but I I'm I'm like 40 years old and I have like pieces that are 20 years old in my wardrobe six Mm -hmm. years is not that much but I just think like when you come from this uh, generation it's yeah it's where we were kind of brought up with fast fashion and that was kind of the way that Mm -hmm. we you know that's how Mm -hmm. we consumed back in the day Mm -hmm. you have to start somewhere
1: yeah absolutely Mm -hmm. so guys let us know if you have any style lessons that you learned um or what your worst purchase was i really want to know like are these cringe or or are they uh, maybe as you know deep and introspective as some of us have talked about leave us a comment on youtube that is a great way to help support us and just engage with the community we see all the comments and i think it is a great way to to connect with us there so looking forward to hearing from you thanks for listening and watching Thank
2: you so much for joining in our conversation this week. If you're enjoying the show, we'd love it if you subscribe to the podcast on Spotify and Apple and leave us a rating and review. It's one of the best ways to support the Sustain This Podcast at zero cost to you.
1: We're also a community-led podcast. So if you have any questions for us, topic requests, or even guests you want to hear from, please send us a DM on Instagram at SustainThis_Podcast. podcast. We read all of our comments and look forward to hearing from you.
0: We hope you join us again next Tuesday where we'll talk about so much more than clothes. Ciao!